Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. Today I want to talk about judgment and condemnation. Why do I want to talk about this? Because something I was told yesterday that completely blew me out of the water. And I have heard a few times, to be honest, with other people. This, this chap I met at this local gym, because the Lord has instructed me to look after my body, and I will be doing that once a week. And I went to this old bodybuilder's gym, old school bodybuilder's gym. Very peaceful that time of the morning, not many distractions, not loud, filthy music being played and so on. So I'm at this gym and I met this guy called Tim, who's 83 years old, he runs it part-time and nice chap. And even though the Bible says, Mark 10, 18, that no one is good, only God, we can say to one another that he appears to be nice, but obviously God only knows the heart, which is what I'm about to what I'm about to talk about amongst many things. I'm about to read to you a load of scripture in regards to why I'm talking about this. Because what I heard yesterday was an abomination in my eyes and in God's eyes. It was absolutely disgusting. So we got chatting, me and this guy Tim, amongst my workout. And he got to know who I was, ex-British military, which is part of my testimony as being in Christ. What the Lord has done for me helped me with all my mental sickness, helped me with my physical sickness, not helped me, cured me. And give me, I didn't mention visions and dreams because a lot of people won't accept that. And especially to believe people that are non-believers, you don't want to distract them from the truth. So I went to tell him yesterday about one of my visions and I felt the spirit say, don't say anything about it because you're just, some people will accept it, some won't. And if he won't accept it, he'll just write you off and he won't hear the gospel. So it's important we discern that in the spirit. And the most important part is when I preach to people, evangelize them, is to get, like Jesus did with the woman, the, the Samaritan, Samaritan woman at the well. He listened to her. He spoke to her. He listened. He listened. He listened. And then found a way in. And that's what we've got to do with people. And with Tim, this guy, this gentleman, this old gentleman at the gym, after talking with him and him asking me questions about my past and why I came to God and so on, then I, the Spirit just leads it. I don't do it. The Spirit leads it through me. So about half hour, 45 minutes in, he starts to talk about other things. And he mentioned that his ex-wife used to work at this shop. And this man who owned it was a, it was inherited and given to him by his father at a paper shop, like a newspaper shop. The next thing he told me upset my spirit so much. I wanted to meet this Catholic, right? This Catholic man, who was part of the Catholic Church, clearly beyond religious, because that's what most of them are, beyond religious. They don't understand. They're so blinded, beyond a joke, to say things like, well, you have to be a Catholic to be a Christian. Uh, where does it say that in Scripture? Because it doesn't, right? The Bible is, Old Testament is in Hebrew, New Testament's in Greek. Jesus and the Apostles and the whole Bible was around a lot longer than the Catholic Church. It was around 250 to 300 years later, the Catholic Church was formed under Emperor Constantine, who says he was the first Christian. Apparently, right, then he's the first Pope, the head of the church. Uh, wrong. The head of the church is Jesus, the high priest. Not you, Mr. Constantine. Right, get your facts straight. But that's the corruption of religion and man, which has been going on from the beginning. So... He tells me this. She was working with this guy, who's a Catholic, 
who owns a shop. And he turned around and said to her, this is Tim's wife, the guy that works in the, in the, um, the gym, he said he told her, you're going to hell. So she turned around and said, why is that? Well, you're going to hell, I'm going to heaven because I'm a Catholic. And, I, and my jaw hit the deck, and I'm thinking, what? If that guy has still been alive, I would have gone to that shop and I would have rebuked him. I would have pulled that Bible out and go and show me in Scripture where you have the right to condemn someone else. Who made you judge over other humans on this earth? Right? It's an absolute abomination. I'm going to read you Scripture in a minute from Jesus, from the Old Testament. Warning about those who judge, right, and condemn. I'm telling you now, to those who listen to this, if you've ever judged anybody else and condemned them like that, or even the tiniest way of doing it, you better get on your knees and ask God for repentance. Because I'll tell you this straight, you will go to hell. You will be first class ticket in hell when you die on this earth. Because if you think as a Christian you can't go to hell, right, and you can say what you want, think again. Revelations 22 verses 18 to 19. Go and read it. Those who add to my word, disease will be added upon you. Those who take away from my word, your name will be rubbed out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Go and read it. Because you are severely deceived. John 15, if you don't abide in Jesus and bear fruit, guess what the Father does? He cuts you off and throws you into the fire. Simple as that. The Calvinists don't like that because they use John 10 to John 14 to say you can't lose salvation. But they don't read John 15, do they? Because the Calvinists are the same family as the Catholics in my book, right? You bunch broke away from the Catholic Church hundreds of years ago, but you took all the Catholic traditions with you. You're a bunch of hypocrites. And I'll tell you this, you don't answer John Calvin, you answer to Jesus, as we all will answer to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nazareth, our King and Lord and Saviour. I love you, Jesus, so much. Praise you, Lord. So, I was shocked, as you can tell, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm hearing this, but I've heard similar things from other people. As an evangelist, my heart went out to this woman, and I told Tim to tell her from me, God loves you. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, right? Which I'm going to read, actually. This was the last thing I'm going to read, but I'm going to read it now. John 3, 15 to 16. You can all turn to your books, please. Thank you very much. Right. So John 3, verses 15 to 17. I will read. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God not, did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but, to, but that the world through him might be saved. So as you can see, the Father didn't send his Son to condemn the world. Uh, like that Catholic did to that woman in the shop, you're going to hell. Do you know something, right? When you think about that, I'll say to him, can you show me scripture where you've got the right to judge this woman? You're supposed to be a beacon of light. 
The Jews at the beginning were supposed to be a beacon of light to the world, but they successfully screwed that up as you look in the book of Judges. Right? So then God came down into flesh because he knew how bad humans were making it. He died on the cross to save us all. So for those who believe in him, Jew or Gentile, will be saved. We are beacons of light, of peace and love, not condemnation. And I'll tell you now straight, I said to Tim, I guarantee you, if he didn't repent, that Catholic, he's in hell right now in a cell, begging and screaming, right? Because the Bible says there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth on Judgment Day. Guess what? There's no forgiveness once you're in hell. There's no forgiveness once you're in front of Jesus. You had your chance on this earth, right? These Catholics believe that purgatory is somewhere you go. So he actually probably thought, well, if I don't go to heaven, I'm going to purgatory, which is a safety net above hell. Uh, no, you're not going there, right? There's hell or there's heaven. Finished. Game over. Right? It's disgusting. And I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't believe that this man has said this to a woman. And this is one of the things in my ministry the Lord has said to me, Steve, you've got to be so gentle with women because they've been treated so badly. Women are just as important to me as the men. They're equal in flesh, not in authority, because the authority is given to the man. Unfortunately, man has abused it from Adam all the way through till now. And he continues to abuse it. And you wonder why women stand up for power. To, because they're sick of being abused and, and mistreated. And I understand that. But the point is, an evangelist is to get across to the woman. Look, the woman, you have roles. What's happened to you in the past has happened. You are to forgive them men. But you are to do your roles. And that's not in leadership. That's the man role. The problem is, in my country, and I'm going to say this, in my country, there's no leaders anymore. There are soy boys everywhere. Pufters running around. And I'm being straight. 100%. That's what I see. I don't see a land full of men. I see a land full of pushover men. And I know plenty of them. There are gentlemen in my life, or were in my life, that have 40 years of experience as a so-called Christian evangelist. Right? But it's a pushover. There's no way on this earth that person could lead. Why? Because you need a leader. I've been told by many people in the faith and in the military that I'm a leader. And the Lord has said to me, if you want to lead, Steve, you must serve. That means you must humble yourself. You must put yourself below everyone else and wipe up the stick off the floor. Wash people's feet. The washing of people's feet thing is not a physical act. That is a spiritual act Jesus was talking about when he was talking to the apostles, the men of God. That's a spiritual act. But obviously a seven-day seven Adventist church have taken it the wrong way like most people do. So spiritually he's talking about being the lowest as you can be to serve the Lord. Jesus came into the world as a servant, to serve Israel, to serve mankind. He didn't come to control it, he came to sacrifice his life. That's what we all have to do. So when you read that in John 3, 16 and 17, right? When you think about that and meditate that, it's important. To understand that God did not send his son to condemn anyone. He sent his family, his, sorry, his son, to save people. That Catholic is in a lot of trouble. And I've met Catholics, Calvinists, you name it. Full of arrogance and pride. Guess what? You're not going to go to heaven like that. Because in John 3, 5, Jesus says, You must be born again of water and spirit to enter the kingdom of God. That comes out of my other Bible, my 1982 New King James Version Bible. That is the most accurate Bible you will get. Because my modern translation in 2000 says the opposite. It says, 
you must be born again of spirit and water to inherit the kingdom of God. Well, the scripture doesn't say that. You must be born again of water and spirit to enter the kingdom. If you don't do these things, you won't get there. He's not interested in your religious acts in the Catholic Church or the Calvinist Church and your so good faith because he says to you, you're wicked, right? You do what I tell you to do or you don't get in. Simple as that. So, as you can imagine, I was quite shocked with that yesterday and I felt the Lord press me to make this podcast about condemnation and judgment. Now, I'm going to go right to the book of Samuel. So, if all of you go to the book of Samuel, Samuel 16, verse... with me one samuel 16 verse 7 if you can all turn to that please i'll read now but the lord said to samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because i have refused him for the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. When you think about that, the Lord looks at the heart of an individual. Clearly this Catholic was evil in what he said to her. And I'm warning all of you right now, if you dare judge another or condemn that person, you will be condemned and you will certainly be judged by the same measures you judge others. If we can turn to um, Matthew, the book of Matthew 7, no, yeah, Matthew 7, 1 to 6. Turn to Matthew 7, 1 to 6. It says here, judge not that you, you, sorry, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with what measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Well, how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank for your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. So God is making it very clear, isn't he? What's he saying here? He's making it very clear about judgment. Judge those, those who you judge, you will be judged by the same measures you use. And if you condemn those, you are condemned. Right? We are to stay clear of this. I do not go around as a vanadist judging anybody. There's a guy who's a transgender in this shop. Do I go and tell him, well, you're going to go to hell? He told me once that he was part of a Catholic church and they condemned him. They told him he's going to hell. I'd, just, I'd like to go in front of this church and go, well, where are you getting all this scripture from? You religious, wicked bunch of vipers. You honestly think that you're the right hand of God. You are deceived. That Pope is deceived. 
massively. He is not the head of the church. He is not the speaker of God, right? You speak to God direct in the spirit, and he is the only one you answer to. You don't answer to me. You don't answer to a pastor of a church, and you certainly don't answer to the Pope. The Pope and the Catholic faith is an abomination. There are those in the church that love Jesus, and it's like I said in Samuel, God looks at the heart. But you do what Jesus tells you to do. He is the head. He is the high priest. He is the chief commander. What Jesus says, you do. God did it all on the, on the cross. So you do what he tells you to do. Everything else is secondary. The pastor's job, or the so-called priest, is to lead you to Jesus. To show you to the way. To support you and care for you. Not to condemn you and judge you. They are in no position to. And I'm warning any of you now. You, you judge, and you will be judged. You are in no position to. That's not our job. Our job is to proclaim the gospel. It is to warn people if they're living in sin, believers or non-believers, and that's my job as an evangelist. If you're not called to evangelism, stay away from it. Because what God will do, he'll allow Satan to come in and test you. He'll get someone like me to come in and test you. Well, I don't work for Satan, I work for the Father. But he will use, he will use somebody to come in and test you. And if you're not doing what you should be doing, you're going to look pretty stupid. Okay, so if we turn to Matthew, it's, bear with me, Matthew 23. Let's turn to Matthew 23, please. All right, I will read. Then Jesus spoke to the multitude and his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with, with one of their fingers. So all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their physicalities abroad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best of their places and feasts and the best seats in the synagogues, greeting in the marketplaces and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi. For one is your teacher and the Christ so basically saying, the one, only the one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one in your, sorry. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for he who is in heaven is your father. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. So basically what it's saying there is that these Pharisees and these so-called good doers, these priests, these pastors, are telling you to do X, Y, and Z, but they're not prepared to do it themselves. They're making themselves look good amongst men, but they're not doing anything spiritually with God. Jesus is the head of the church. You answer to him. You don't answer to the pastor. You don't answer to the priest. And you certainly don't answer to the Pope. You Catholics be warned right now, I'm telling you. 
if you go anywhere near condemnation, you have got no right to condemn anybody. And I was absolutely blown away when I heard that yesterday. You need to stay away from it. You focus on your own path with the Lord. You get right with the Lord first and you focus on him. And if you are actually his and you are actually following him, he will lead you down the path and the calling that he's called you to. But if you're not his, you won't. You'll go out your own way and then you'll bump into someone like me. And I will literally pull you to pieces on scripture. I will, the Lord, will. I've done it before. I have come across people and the Lord has come straight through me because he knows I'll tell you straight. Right down the middle like Jesus did or Paul did or any of them. Straight down the middle. right? And the way he's come out before to someone like a Calvinist, the Calvinist's face was red with anger because he's been convicted on the spot. Do not even go there. Honestly, guys, it's an abomination. God will literally deal with you. You must stay away from it. It's terrible how people treat one another. So let's move on to Luke's, Luke 6, verse 37. Luke 6, verse 37. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. So in other words, like it says in the book of Matthew, if you forgive those who trespass against you, the Father will forgive you of your trespasses against him. Right? So you must forgive everyone. That's a priority. That's a, a must-do. This is Jesus telling you. You must do it. To be forgiven by the Father, you must forgive those who have sinned against you. Simple as that. Do not judge people. Stay away from it. Because God is the only one that can judge. He's the only one that can judge. And I'm going to finish here because, you know, it's important that people meditate on this and understand if you step into judgment or condemnation, God is going to do it to you. You've got no right. There's not one scripture, not one bit passage in the whole Bible that we can judge one another. Now, observing someone and helping them understand is different from judgment. You can observe someone's behavior as a Christian and as they're walking, you say, look, I've seen you do this, I've seen you do that. Where does it say you can do that in Scripture? Right? They'll probably say, well, blah, 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 blah. Right? Well, this is what Scripture says about what you're doing. Then you're not judging, God is. Because that's what the word is for. But if you step out of that and go, well, I've seen you do this and seen you do that. It's like I heard a guy once, you know, um, mentioned that a pastor was in a church preaching about adultery and fornication. When it, behind the scenes, he's having an affair with someone else. What would Jesus say to you? You're a hypocrite. You're in danger of hellfire. You will go to the lake of fire. It's as simple as that. Don't be a hypocrite. Make sure you are right in your own life before you start preaching to people. So there's areas of my life that if I went out and started preaching to people and saying, well, you're doing this and doing that, God would say to me, Steve, you're a hypocrite because you're doing it in your life. Now, they're personal things with me, and I'll be honest about that. You know, And as a man, sometimes I struggle with masturbation. Right now, I know it's the flesh, and we are all weak, and sometimes we all give way to it. And I'm not afraid to talk about it because it's real. It need, there's many of you that are going to listen to this and go, Well, yeah, you know, even he struggles with that. Yeah, I do because the flesh is weak, the flesh is the flesh is um, wretched, it's an enemy of God, it's your spirit that's being con um, conditioned and saved. You're going to make mistakes for the rest of your life on this earth. The point is, God knows a heart, like I read from Samuel. And you come to him in prayer. You don't answer the priest. You don't go to the priest. The priest is wicked. You know, in the eyes of God, 
you only answer to him. What I always thought when I got saved, how can I answer to someone who's a sinner, who has committed sin, even though he's righteous in the eyes of God, but he still makes, he still commits sins, he still makes mistakes. How can I answer to someone like that? The only one I answer to is Jesus. I answer him direct. He's the high priest, he's my commander. He tells me to do something, I do it. The Spirit says, Steve, I want you to go here, I do it. If a priest said to me, well, I want you to preach on this on Sunday, I say no. If you want me to preach on Sunday, I'll preach. But I will pray about it the day before, and the Spirit will lead me into what I need to talk about. That's how it works. We all take orders from above, not from one another. We support one another in love and care, and we do not judge and we do not condemn. Just want you guys to meditate on what I've said yesterday, about what I said today about that guy yesterday. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. That, that Catholic said that to that woman. If he didn't repent, visualise in your heads right now, he's in a hell, he's in a cell in hell, screaming and begging for mercy. And that's where all of you will go if you step into judgment and condemnation. You have no right. We are not to go out there and condemn people. We are to bring hope and peace like I did with this guy Tim yesterday. At the end of it, he said to me, I'm so glad we spoke. At the beginning, he didn't want to know. At the end, he was really pleased that we spoke. He was really pleased that I spoke to him about God, that I gave him the respect, and I said that about his wife. Honestly, that's how we do it. We proclaim peace and love from Jesus to the world. That he, God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to free the world, to save the world through his son, for those who believe, I quote, you must believe in Jesus. You must believe that he is a son of God, that he died on the cross, that he was buried, he rose from the dead, and he is God, he is king over your life. You must believe that everything he says in the word is true, because the Bible is him in the, the word of God. The Bible is him, Jesus, who was walking as flesh. He is God. The word of God is Jesus, and you must believe that, and you must believe every word he says, and you must do what every word he says in the four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and, sorry, five books, and Acts. But he speaks mostly in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are the four books that he gives instructions to. You must do it, because if you don't, you won't get to heaven. You will not get saved. You are being saved. You are being sanctified. Listen to what he says in scripture. You are saved in him. No one can take you away from Jesus. You can walk away from him. That's John 15 and John Hebrews 6, Hebrews 10, 26. You can walk away and God can throw you out. So you are saved in him, but you are being saved to at the end to be taken up into heaven. Look at scripture in context. And that's what a lot of people don't do. And I implore you, listen to what jesus says if you step into condemnation you're condemning yourself right it's like what the bible says jesus says if you call someone a fool you are in danger of hellfire right do not go there focus on yourself focus on when i say focus on yourself focus on the lord getting yourself right with him do not condemn people you are to be a beacon of light to those in darkness you are to bring peace and love to those who are already burdened. Remember what Jesus said in that scripture I read. That the Pharisees and Moses' law was bringing burdens to people. That's not what Jesus brought anymore. 
when Jesus died on the cross, that was the end of the Messianic law. That was the end of the, um, the sacrificial system. But the Ten Commandments have gone nowhere. They are in Jesus. But in love, if we walk after Jesus, we keep them automatic. And if we make a mistake, we answer to Jesus. We don't answer to a sacrificial system anymore. That's what the Jews in Israel today are still not understanding. But some of them are starting to come to Jesus. Please, my brothers and sisters, I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, people seek you of all their heart. They seek you and seek the truth, Lord. They seek and see you, that you are the only judge that we answer to, that we are not to condemn one another. We are not to judge one another. We can observe one another to help one another. Walk rightly with you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, people seek you first before anything else and open their hearts to you to be saved. I pray in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.